heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. It is uh, really remarkable to me that uh, Donald Trump uh, is such a threat to this uh, system, a political system and the establishment that uh, they just can't get him out of their minds. Uh, You know, they were successful with uh, getting him out in 2020 by hook or by crook, take your pick, right? Uh, But now it's not enough. They want to bang him up more while he's out there because they they clearly don't ever want to see him again in the likes of political office. Uh, and we don't really know. Trump hasn't said what his future plans are going to be. Let, let's face it. There is a lot on the menu he can pick from, uh, whatever it is, whether it's a, creating a social media empire or creating a, uh, a news empire or uh, creating some other sort of office position or just being a needle in their backside. Uh, there are plenty of things Trump can do. Uh, as well as what a lot of people are afraid of and create an entirely new political party, and which, you know, has its upside and downsides. It is dangerous because when you fraction and split a party like that, we've seen historically with other countries, it could legitimately break the Republicans into many groups, in which case the Marxist Democrat a group there would rise and they would become the dominant force for the foreseeable future potentially forever. So there's risk involved in all of this, to be clear. Um, no, no doubt about it. But, you know, President Trump came out and he warned, uh, he warned the, uh, the GOP. Uh, and he said, listen, uh, uh, really put it out there, said there's payback here. Uh, you better be careful how you move, uh, of course. So it's a game still to know what's really going to happen because you got to keep in mind, there's a, a good part of the Republican Party also that doesn't want to see Donald Trump back. Now, if they overplay their hands to the point that they may very well do, they'll probably piss the, uh, Trump off completely. And he may very well go ahead and start what they're calling the Patriot Party. A lot of MAGA wants that to happen. A lot of the MAGA movement is excited about a new party. They're tired of the Republican, the the grand old party there, the GOP. They're tired of that. Let's face it. It's branded a certain way as as it has been for decades as the old white man's party. Uh, They never were able to really shake that. Now, Trump did a lot. I mean, a lot to fix that and to correct those uh, uh, un- unfortunate happenings. Uh, he did a lot of that and bridged the gap with Black America, Hispanic America, and, and other groups within the party. I mean, created tremendous uh, progress, actually. Made the Republican Party more approachable. I mean, it took strides toward that end. I mean, it's not perfect yet, but, you know, let's face it, it's taken decades to get it here to where it is. You're not going to fix it in just a year or two. And that's where the Marxist left have done really well with uh, playing identity politics. You you know that. I mean, they're brilliant at it. They've been doing it marvelously well for (laughs) their existence. And it's exactly who they're against is who they tell you they're for. 
and none of their policies are for Black America or a Hispanic America woman. They're, they're not for that. They're for the elites and the rest of us. They are the epitome of a socialist nation. That's what they are. And think about it. That's why they all are so wealthy at the very, very top. It's the elites and the rest of us. That is the recipe for socialism. That's exactly it. And so that's where they fit. But yet what they're really good is in their propaganda machine uh, marketing. I mean, they get an A++++, an Olympic gold medal in that department. They know how to spin it like there's nobody business. And frankly, the Republicans or whoever's going to oppose them could take some lessons from them. People, yeah, and I, I love it when some of these Republican senators and congressmen come out and say, no, 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 we're going to take the high road. Yeah, that's got you real far so far. Uh, it's, it's got you a long way on the journey. We're going to take the high road. I hear that sometimes from some of them. What has that earned us at this point? You know, and where are we at? I mean, look at the pain that's going to be inflicted upon the American people because of this, right? Because there's a percentage of the population that are clearly brain dead. Uh, and and whatever else has happened with the uh, shenanigans that have been played on here, uh, which is not really the point of today's conversation. But so listen, this whole impeachment thing where they're trying to bang the president up, I, I find it quite humorous, a little sick on the edges as well, but humorous. And I think quite honestly, I hope they keep impeaching the president. I, I hope the House just does. It's like a hobby for them. It's like a hobby. I, and, and I hope they just keep doing it. Just keep impeaching them every six months just for, for, for shits and giggles. Throw another impeachment on the Barbie. Nah, we'll just impeach Trump again. Just keep doing it. Whether he's in office, out of office, it really doesn't matter. Just keep impeaching them. It's fun. It's fun. We'll keep the entire political uh, uh, you know, landscape at, at play here. We'll, we'll just mix it up that way, you see, and, and just keep impeaching them. And to me, it, I really see this as a badge of honor. That's what I, I really, it, it completely is, a, it, for me, total, total badge of honor. I mean, if they're that desperate and they're that scared of one man, how would you look at it? I mean, how would you look at it? I mean, and everybody's got to know this. He scares the hell out of them, in office or out of office. He scares the bejesus out of them, man. They don't know what to do with the guy, truly. You've seen that already. But, I mean, Trump should take those, and he should uh, put them in frames, those impeachment papers, and he should go ahead and put them up on the wall. That's what he should do. Put them all on, and, and just put them on the wall, like a diploma, like you just graduated. Like, it's like perfect. Like, oh my God, that's like, wow, right there. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah, that, oh, well, that one there. You could tell the great grandkids, you know what I mean? Well, that one there, I, I achieved that one in, uh, well, that was like 2019. Uh, yeah, just about 2019, that was that one there. And this other one was like 2021. Yeah, it's another one here. It's another one at 2022. We got another one, 2023. Just keep getting them. Just keep putting them on the wall, just like you got your, your you know, become a, a pedigree. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is a badge of honor, clearly, uh, for this man. I mean, what's it going to do at that point? How, how, how bad they think they're going to mark him up, truly? I mean, it's a joke, people. It's an absolute joke. Uh, the whole impeachment thing. It is nothing more than political opera. It's all it is. And we know where opera ends at the end. Somebody typically dies on opera, unless it's a comedic opera, of course. It could be. This is the Phantom of America, America with a K. 
the Phantom of America. It's kind of clever, isn't it? With a K. Now that would be a hit. Of course, they're not doing theater anymore at the moment. That's been that's been uh, coveted out like everything else in your life. Uh, but if you were, that would be. I mean, can you imagine? Now, yeah, I got to tell you, you 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 know, you, you take like Hamilton was a big hit. They charged a fortune for that. You could do a play easy on Trump. It would be huge. <laughs> As they say, huge, right? Huge. Uh, could be uh, very interesting indeed. But the Phantom of America, this is all very operatic. What's happening here? Uh, there are days where it is comedic and there are days where it is full of drama. So it kind of has the uh, little edge on both types of opera, actually, as you look at it that way, you know. Well, listen, political sports in Washington is certainly nothing new. We've been doing it for 245 years, going to continue to do it because this is where the bozos are attracted. It's like a magnet up there for fools to arrive in Washington, D.C., in the Beltway, inside the Beltway there. It's perfect, you know. It's where all the crime is and all the corruption you can possibly stand. It's like an all-you-can-eat buffet, basically, see? And, and so they, they make this all political theater, and it really is a hobby in Peach and Donald Trump. It's become a hobby for Nancy Pelosi is... Uh, she's uh, possessed with uh, the spirits of Donald Trump. Can you imagine her going to sleep at night? What goes through her mind? Think about this a moment when Nancy Pelosi put, I know it's hard to think about, but imagine her at bed at home, putting her head on the pillow. Instead of little gingerbreads dancing through her head, she's got little Donald Trump's dancing through her head. And you can just see her sit, laying on the bed. Just visualize it for a minute. She's laying, lying on the bed, Nancy. You see the look on her face. She's like, oh, my God, I can't get this guy out of my face. He's little Donald Trump's dancing in her head, you know. And it's like uh, she, she's she's uh, I mean, she's infatuated with it. She potentially there are some people who think she loves Donald Trump. What do you think? You know how sometimes love affairs can go bad? You remember Fatal Attraction, right? You know, sometimes it just goes bad. Then you find a rabbit in your stew or something, you see, right? Or a horse in your bed, horse head in your bed, right? Or a ho horse's ass in your garage could be any of those points. But, you know, sometimes anyways, you, you, you don't really know here what, what you're going to find. But, you know, she is just at home in bed. She's looking up and she sees little versions of Donald Trump jumping all around and doesn't quite know what to make of it. You see, she is, uh, again, some people think she loves him. She She's really uh, can't get enough of Donald Trump, obviously. They are quite the duo. You know, I was thinking here, actually, um, a couple of weeks ago, it entered my mind. Uh, all these kinds of things enter my mind, actually. But uh, I was thinking, you know, can you imagine if Trump had been a Democrat? I'm, I'm talking with the power of a Nancy Pelosi, because she's a very powerful woman uh, or powerful Godzilla, depending on how you look at it. But uh, she definitely uh, has uh, she knows how to play the system. She created the system. She's been swimming in the system for a long time up there in Swampville. So she knows all about the system. But can you imagine if Trump was a Democrat? I was just thinking of that because I was thinking of Obama. I said, well, what if Trump had been a Democrat and he entered office, right? And it's just if, if, because at one time he was a Democrat, remember, up in New York. I mean, to be that successful in New York, it's uh, you have to be just about right. One thing about Trump is he played all of them. You've got to give the guy credit there. He played Democrats, Republicans, independents and communists. He played them all in, bu in business and played them all to get what he wanted to move the ball forward. Very smart, actually. Very astute. 
think about it. I mean, it, it's it's just good business. There's nothing wrong with that, people. Not I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. You play the system to get what you need. And that's how, you know, you don't build those kind of buildings and these kinds of uh, real estate uh, hold-ins uh, just on the whim. You you have to you have to have a he- heavy hand. You got to be willing to uh, you know roll over a few people, and you got to be willing to dance with all sides of the political aisle. You agree with me, don't you? Of course you do. Of course you do. You have to play with all sides of the political aisle. You just can't. You know. So he he and you know Trump actually follows that that old saying that when you're young and stupid kind of thing, you're liberal and, you know, let it all hang out kind of thing. And as you get older and wiser, you turn conservative. Now, in, of course, in Nancy's Pelosi case, that wasn't the case. She broke the mold on that story, right? You know, went against the odds of all that. But so Trump kind of fit that mold, though. He was sort of, uh, um, you know, he's very democratic, liberal minded as a young guy in the construction business in New York, big, big liberal city. Uh, liberal politics, liberal everything. Uh, even the, you know, the, 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 the garbage man is liberal. They're, everybody's liberal up there. I mean, it's just the way it is, you know? And um, so he, he uh, I, you know, I'm thinking that, you know, if he had run earlier, he would have been that. But he followed that saying because he became more conservative. And frankly, as he ran now in his 70s for political office for the presidency, you know, truth of the matter is he, it, it really remarkable people that he was pro- probably the most conservative. I mean, it, certainly I would say for sure, the most conservative president in our lifetime. He was more conservative than Ronald Reagan. Surely, surely. I mean, he, he was, he's a very conservative. I mean, everything about him, all his policies, everything he did, I mean, including the Supreme Court, but everything he touched was very conservative in nature. Now, Ivanka Trump, some people are saying she may run in the next election and all of that. She's very moderate. She definitely, to me, would be a Democrat. She's very moderate. And I know a lot of MAGA people say, oh, Ivanka's going to run. But you may not like Ivanka in the White House. And I'm not saying she will anyways. I'm not sure she's up for that. Uh, Imagine that with her and Jared Kushner being the, the first man. First gentleman, whatever the whatever you want to call him, you know, interesting, interesting. But but she'd be definitely no. Maybe that's what they need to bridge the gap and you know make it all kind of soupy, you know, because that's what we have now, right? I mean, they don't work together anyways. What the hell difference does it make, right? I mean, the whole thing is busted, broken, really. But if she did, that would be interesting in that way, and her politics would not be as conservative as her father by any stretch of the imagination. It wouldn't be. It would not be. She'd be way more to the center and probably left of the center. Now, I don't think she'd, I'm not saying she'd be a Marxist. She wouldn't fit into that. I'm not, that's where the Democrat Party, you know, again, that the, the Blue Dogs, that JFK center part, that's gone. So that that's where Ivanka would fit in, more of that traditional Democrat, you know, the bleeding heart Democrat, liberal, fits right there. But we can deal with those people. That's okay. It's okay. We can de- We always did. It's. I mean, conservatives can deal with that. We can compromise with those people normally, but when you get so far out there to the extremists, not so. And that's kind of what's happened with the party. They've been hijacked in that way. But she wouldn't be that. She'd be this, and that would be okay. But she would not be conservative like her father. I don't. I'm sure he has 
uh, uh, rubbed off on her, you say, as they say, right? Probably that has happened. Uh, but, you know, how much, I don't really know. Uh, you know, so anyways, I'm not sure she's going to be up for the challenge anyways, if she did or not, whatever the case is. And I don't even know how I got into this area. I guess I was talking about Pelosi in bed with the gingerbread. That's what it was. Gingerbreads are little Trump men in her head. You know, there's a rhyme or a poem in there somewhere. You know that for sure. And uh, so I, I think that anyways, this is um, where I'm going. So I, I think that's what I Nancy goes to bed at night and she dreams of Trump or has nightmares of Trump with the little sugar plums of Trumpies jumping through her head. And again, this is all a theater political thing. She wakes up the next morning and she's like, wow, just totally, totally outraged. You know, um, she's she's a weirdo. Uh, the, the, the speaker is a very powerful one, nonetheless. Um, I mean, she's having a hard time keeping her marbles together, too. But people, aren't most of them? I mean, aren't most of them in Washington? I mean, when you're, you know, when you're in your 80s and 90s, I mean, these people don't belong in public. And no disrespect to my friends who are in their 80s and 90s. That's not the point. But you're not, you know, you're not the Speaker of the House or the President. What, the point of the story is this. None of us are at our prime. We're not at our prime in our 80s and 90s. Does that make sense? That's not insulting. We're just not at, because I, I want to be careful because I've got a lot of people that listen to the show that are in their 80s. And I love these people. But you're not in your prime if you're 85. you got to admit to me. Now, you may be in good health. And I've got some people on the platform here that are, no kidding, 80, 85. And man, they're good. They could, they're like, you know, we always say I mean, they could be like the new 60, 65. But again, those are exceptions to the rule. There are always exceptions to the rule. Always. Nothing is 100 percent. But, you know, I remember the visual of Robert Byrd, the Democrat KKK and up in uh, Congress. And, you know, he ended up, you know, like all oh, they leave in, they leave Congress in a wheelchair and an oxygen tank or in a coffin in that case, you know, as well. Uh, but uh, Bird left there as well in that same capacity. So they all do that. They leave office and, and not in the best shape. And that comes back, of course, to the conversation of what we talk about all the time, term limits. And I'll tell you what, I had this conversation yesterday with a political elite. And I said to them, well, we're ever going to fix this thing. You're going to need term limits across the board for everything, including the Supreme Court. No, no more lifetime appointments, including the House, including the Senate and including your top directors and all for your government agencies, NSA, FBI, DOJ, CIA, NSA, blah, 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 blah. All of those also should be uh, termed. That you only have the, that's, I really believe that as if you're going to be the director, executive director or the uh, executive stooge or whatever the top hi hierarchy of those agencies are, they should be there just for a limited amount of time. Just pick a number. They can figure that out. I don't know. If you want to give it 10 years, give it 10 years. You want it to be eight, make it 12. Like right now, two, two in terms of six in the Senate would be 12. That's fine. 12. I'm good with 12. And, and you can do six of two for the House. And there's a 12. That's fine. And you give the Supreme Court 12 or give them the 15 if you want to max it out. And the president right now, he only has eight or, or she has eight, whatever it is. It's him or she, she right? Or it could be a transgender. You know, that's going to happen someday. Be a shimmit up there. There'll be a transgender president. You see, Biden has relaxed the rules again and letting the transgender in the military. Had a conversation with that the other day with my daughter as well, who's 18. 
and uh, about exactly that and transgender in the military. We don't agree on what that position is or not. I'll leave it there, but you can do your own imagination. I think that Biden is uh, creating all kinds of new rules and he's doing everything the opposite of what number 45 did. His people are, it's not Biden. Biden has not a clue. This thing is so integrated and, and so, it's very interesting watching this play out the political theater right now and the power because we all know, you and I both know, that uh, this is not all the work of Joe Biden. There's, and, and even put his dementia aside of the rest, put, just put that aside a bit. I'm not even talking that, okay? I'm talking the agenda is so massive and so big coming forward now. I mean, there's no way this is just a Joe Biden. There's, there's a whole committee of people in a back smoky room somewhere. You know they're not wearing a mask either. They got cocktails in their hands and they're probably smoking cigars or something and that's who's creating all of these executive orders. You see, that's the, it is, it's a smoky fit, no mask, but drinks and cigars. And they're sitting there, eh, let's see here. Let's, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's change it. You know, this, in fact, looking here uh, right now, um, the latest on this is pretty incredible. And, and there's, there's a lot to this as well. There's a telltale sign here and a lot that's not being said on why the uh, record amount of executive orders in, in, in short order here. That's not only unusual, it's historical, it's unprecedented what is happening right now. And it's because what they're doing is they're trying to unravel this amazing four years that just happened as quickly, as fast as they can. They don't wanna go past go, they don't wanna collect the next 200, they wanna get it all done before they get to go. You see, and that's what they're doing is they run around this uh, monopoly board real fast. I mean, let me give you an example here. So Joe Biden has issued 33 executive orders, actions, uh, proclamations, memoranda, and agency directives, okay? Uh, I mean, this is massive in size. Over 20 are uh, complete executive orders. And to put that into context, that's we're just talking the first few days inside of the first week here, okay? That's all we're talking here, one week, right? Now, I'll give you an example here to put that in context of those 33 executive orders, actions, and proclamations. Uh, okay. Uh, these are presidential orders we're talking about. Okay. That's like the king talking. That's the king. It's our version of the king. You know, it's the president, right? So Trump, he did four. Four in the first week. Four. Just four. Four measly orders. That's it. Obama did five. Okay. George W. did none. Zero. Zero. Can you believe that? Wow. Bill Clinton did one. So that shows you what's happening now is these guys are governing by executive fiat. That's all they're doing. They get in there and they wave their magic wand. That's what we got now. Again, this is political theater. It's, you know, America, the opera, right? the opera. So you wave your magic wand, you become king for a short period of time. It's what it seems to me is what we've got here because there's no legislating happening here. You know, whether or not they could get anything through Congress is not even the question. I mean, you, there, there's, I mean, just look at this. I mean, there's nothing that's being legislated. There's no agreements. The kinds of changes they're making uh, on major points of discussion uh, from our immigration, our, uh, you know, security at the border, all kinds of things are being decided with this uh, uh, one man. No, the group that's in that smoky filled room with cocktails and cigars, but no mask. 
That's the visual I want you to have, along with Nancy Pelosi in her bed, on her head on the pillow, looking up at the ceiling, seeing all these little versions of Trumps dancing in her head. You know that's all happening. Come on. You know it's all happening. So so let, I, I digress, they say, right? I digress. Uh, let me get back here to where, the, where I was going here, which is a good question. So the badge of honor, uh, Donald Trump, the badge of honor. So I do believe these impeachments are absolutely becoming a badge of honor for Donald J. Trump, no matter what he does. Is he going to lose any sleep over this? I don't think so. I certainly hope not. Uh, quite frankly, he should celebrate it. I would. I'd ha I I'm very serious. If it was me, you know I would do this. I'd have cameras in there. I would take the impeachment. I would celebrate it as a badge of honor. When you're being impeached from those doofuses in the House of Representatives, I mean, what the hell are you going to look at that as? Of course it's a badge of honor. It's not a ding to his armor. Of course not. There's no kinks in the armor here, kids. It's a badge of honor. Put it up on the wall, frame it, bring the cameras in. Let's have a Kodak moment. They don't say that anymore. Do they a Kodak moment? I think that's gone. I think Kodak might even be gone or pretty close to it. Anyways, a lot of those old companies, they, they didn't jump on the bandwagon fast enough to innovate. And they all went to hell in a handbag. You got to keep innovating. That's the whole thing in this. The only thing that doesn't innovate is Washington, by the way, but the rest of us, we got to innovate for sure. Uh, so, So I am, um, uh, you know, pretty juiced up with all of these uh, uh, dealings going on. Shenanigans, we'd say, but dealings as well, we could say and be nice. Um, but um, I'm fascinated with all of it. Where we're, And there's a lot to talk about right now. There's still a lot of my friends on the right are uh, living in conspiracy theory land. And they think President Trump is still in charge. And they think, the, or the military's in charge. And, and Biden's not really there. He's... Uh, like a, uh, like a hologram or something. Isn't that what they call that? I, I forget it. Though. I think that's what it is or some sort of a gram anyways, where they think Biden is that somehow and uh, that he's not really there or whatever. Or some people think he's died already. In fact, I've heard people, you wouldn't believe some of the stories that come in here. Um, I, I, I don't know what to say. I, I, it's hard to respond to these stories, but there's a lot out there. And you know, the real weird thing is, and the way I see it is, you know, we can sit and make up theories all day long, but things are screwed up enough without making them more screwed up. I mean, do we really need help in that department? Honestly, to my Republican friends, I would ask that. Do we really, really need help to create more theories? I mean, aren't things screwed up enough that we don't need to add any more to the pipe? What do you think? I mean, the, the crack pipe I'm talking about, right? Do we really need any more? I don't think so. I mean, this is as weird of a political opera as it could possibly potentially be, uh, my fellow Americans, for sure. You know, there's so much to why Trump is a threat. And you have to remember a couple of things that I've been thinking a lot about this system. And again, let me be clear with you all. Donald Trump is not done. He's coming back in some form, that is for sure, because you don't kick somebody like that in the groin or throw, uh, throw them on the side of the street without them responding in some way. It's like me. I, I'm, I'm the same way as Trump would be. I would not be going away anywhere. I would be coming back in some force to do you harm, uh, to make it difficult for you. Call that whatever you want to call it. But 
You know Trump is going to be doing that because, you know, at the end of the day, when that scene happened and Trump left the office, uh, the the uh, White House, you see, you remember the scene on the camera there. And, you know, let me remind you, Pence, uh, McCarthy and uh, McConnell. Yeah. Uh, bing and a bing and a bing. Uh, they were all over at the inauguration. They weren't there to support the president outgoing, which would be the case even if you had to go there and then drive over to the inauguration, if it was important to you, I guess that's where you go, but you typically don't support the opposing party for what they're coming in, but you suppose the, you support the guy you've been with, but they didn't do that, which is another thing that really ripped me up. Quite frankly, no loyalty there at all. But, you know, I was thinking when Trump was leaving and with Nancy Pelosi uh, still there, and I seen a picture of her in one of the hallways or corridors, uh, getting really juiced, like, oh my God, we got it again, we got the presidency, like this is Barack Obama 2.0 now, you know? Because you know Obama's in the back with the puppets, you know, pulling on Joe, you know, pulling on him. And uh, you know that's happening, it's not, it's not Biden, he doesn't even have the intellect to pull any of this off. I mean, and that's for real, that's a real, he does not have the intellect. His IQ does not go that high up the ladder. That has nothing to do with dementia. That's just not, he's not a real smart guy. Uh, You see, he's a smart ass, but not a smart guy. And so you have to have that sort of an IQ to, you you know, you you know what I'm saying? He doesn't have that. But, you know, I was thinking of that with Trump when he left. He, and I'm just, for me anyway, you know, when you think about who won that battle, with Nancy Pelosi, with all of the impeachments and all of the shenanigans and the fact she just never wanted to work with this president. And again, I started to say early, if she was a Democrat and I didn't finish that thought actually, can you imagine the damage they would have done in whatever capacity that was or how successful they might've been? What I'm saying is, let me get make sure the point is clear. To have somebody that's as powerful as that speaker is, because Republicans are wimps. They, they don't have that kind of power or possess that kind of power like Pelosi does, you see? I mean, and, and, and n- nothing sticks against these people. She don't have to wear a mask visiting salons. She can say any kind of stupid thing she wants and take out all the ice cream out of the freezer she could want for a lifetime. None of this sticks to these people. They get away with murder because the media has their back all the way through. It's pretty sick pretty stupid. But that's what people, that's what you all, everybody out there is accepting as truth. And that's what you got. That's the kind of truth you have here in our country. It's, uh, it's not good. It's horrible. What's, what's uh, taking place. So I think with, uh, with uh, Pelosi, um, you know, it it seemed to me the camera uh, gave the perspective that she was the victor. The way she was celebrating the moment, I seen the grin and the smile on her face as Joe Biden was uh, being, you know, resurrected. And, oh, here he is. And she was like, she had her beautiful suit on running through the Capitol and was like, I'm in charge, man. You, you know, that's the feeling this woman has. This is she thinks it ain't the people's house. This is Pelosi's house. This is what she thinks. Ain't the people's house. Pelosi's house. She wants it all her way. You know she's thinking that. And I seen those images. You see the images of Trump leaving. And it was it was a sad moment for a lot of people. And it wasn't a glor- glorified. I mean, he listen, he tried to put a stiff upper lip on, you know, uh, whatever that means to you. But he, he tried to put a, a, a good face on, you know, with his speech and 
you know, we'll be back in some form and love America and thank everybody. And, you know, I, and I get all that. I mean, and, and he, he did, you know, he was trying to be as polite and as he could possibly be. And it takes a lot of strength to do that. Actually. I'm not sure I could do it or could you do it even ask yourself. I mean, it, it takes a lot of strength after they whiplash you like that in, in the intersection that you come back in the way that, that he was able to handle it uh, gracefully, I guess, be the way to say it. But a lot of people felt that Pelosi got the better end of that bargain. At least that's the image that was put out at that moment. Like she had won. She was big. And whatever they did, whether they stole the election or didn't steal the election or whether 80 million plus people, 82, whatever the hell the numbers are now, could be 800 million. Maybe they got votes from China and India in there too uh, for this point here. But you know, however many people voted for this man and, you know, they got drip, little drips of, you know, running down their leg, little drips of pee-pee running down their leg because they were so excited, so excited to vote for a Biden. If, if all those people were that excited to vote for a Joe Biden, and if that really happened, then this is not the country I thought it was. And you know what? At that point, you all deserve them. Take them, keep them, love them, leave them, stick them, shove them, have them, hug them, whatever you want to do. Just have a mask on for COVID. Do what you want to do with Biden. If that's if that really happened, if if that really happened, but you know, again, the argument today isn't whether it did or didn't. I'm just putting that out there, okay? Just putting it out there. But if it did, you deserve it. Here you go, have it. And if they didn't and you stole it, that's another story. And we need to still find the answers. Uh, to that, which, by the way, Rand Paul had a hell of an interview with George Stephanopoulos uh, with ABC this week here. I don't know if you've seen it or heard it. It was remarkable. Um, I, I really got listening to that. I became even a bigger Rand Paul fan. I've never been a huge. I mean, I like the guy I like a lot of them that are decent. Uh, but there are some of those policies and stuff that I think are a little whacked out. But but overall, I think he's pretty sensible. Uh, again, I don't always agree 100% with that sort of thing. I, I would fall more, uh, a little more conservative than that, where he's a little more on the libertarian side, but really even more so out there, you know, like stand down America and don't protect yourself. Well, that's another story for another day. But anyways, I like some of Rand Paul's things, and, but I really became a bigger fan and watching that interview, and I do not watch ABC. I don't watch any of them. This was a video after the fact, after the scene of the accident, is when I uh, watch the thing. I don't watch anything anymore. I, they're so disgusting, all of them. I, I don't spend any time, like you probably, I think the majority of us has turned the entire TV broadcast thing off. We really want nothing to do with it. And that's the truth. Very, very limited do I get on there. And if I do to channel surf and see, but it's very, it's so disgusting, all of it. And it's so predictable and it's so ridiculous. Like, why would you spend any time looking at this stuff. It's such a waste of your life. You know, they say time is money. Sure. Time is also running by and why lose the time you can never get back again. That's another way to look at it, right? We can never get that time back again. That kind of sucks when that is, but that is the way time goes, people. That is the way it is. But they were really threatened by Trump. And there were a lot of reasons why I want to talk to you about I got a whole bunch more I want to discuss with you, but let me do a little business with you right now and tell you that you've been hearing me talk and actually brag about shoptotheright.com. Well, because I, you know, listen, 
I think we're going to have to see more and more grassroots movements happen. And this is one of those that I'm really proud of, really pleased to talk about here. It's a group of guys and there's some veterans in the group and they're up in the Northeast and they got together and decided it was time to fight back. And, you know, my fellow Americans, we can uh, sit and complain all day long or we can do something about it. We can become a victim, as many are, or we can be victorious and take the power back. We've got the choice, one or the other, to do one or the other, you see? Uh, and remember that. So when it comes to these kinds of companies and people we're doing business with, uh, whoever they might be, there's a lot of them. Convenient, sure, the Amazons of the world, convenience, I get it, but they're selling you out. And as you've just seen what they did to Pollard, but it's beyond that. It's money they've given to the Marxist movements and things they're doing in China. It's so hypocritical, these ma major companies are. And they're people we're doing business with, restaurants we're eating with, uh, places we buy our goods with, stuff we're doing. I mean, we're, and you know, it's equivalent to sleeping with the devil. It really is because these things are not going to help us out. So what I want to say here is let's be sure we're doing business with people who share our values. You, you agree with me? I mean, that's not a stretch. We should all agree on that. I mean, absolutely. Why give money, your hard-earned money, to people that don't share your values, who are doing horrific things in your life or whatever it is? whether it's destroying our business community, whether it's burning our cities down, uh, whatever, whatever the guilty party is guilty of. And I think we need to become more conscious as consumers. That's all I'm saying, okay? That, I'm not trying to be a wise guy. Just, we all need to be more conscious of where we're spending our money if we're going to have a chance here at the battle ahead. And that's what these guys thought as well, by the way. So they created a nationwide database is what they did. And you go there and you can search by category of product or company type thing. You can search by geography and they're loading them in here by the thousands every day. So if you don't find what you want on Monday, you might find it on Friday. Please don't forget that. Don't go there one time and think, oh my God, it's not there. That's not at all the case. It will be there. They're working overtime to get all that information in there. So it's a nationwide database and it's people that share the values that you have. And you want to go check that out so you can do business with people like that and replace some of those others that you know need to be replaced in your life. And I suggest you start looking at this, people, if you really want to fix the problem. If you love your country, if you want to save it, this is how you got to do it right here. This What I'm speaking about right now speaks to all of this, okay? All right? So that's really important. And by the way, one other thing, if you have a business, uh, some sort of, uh, if you're an entrepreneur or you own a business or know somebody that does, you can list your business there for free and they have other opportunities and things. Check it out. Just go look at the site and go keep going back there. Make this a daily thing. Go back there a couple few times a week at least. Shoptotheright.com. Okay. You can also uh, click the banner at americaroutloud.com or just go to your browser, shoptotheright.com. Check it out and let's do some business the right way and make a difference in our country at the same time. I, I think that's uh, something we all need to be responsible for as responsible Americans and as responsible consumers. Let's be, let's continue to be responsible. I'm going to take a pause right now and we'll be back with more Voice of a Nation in just a moment. Listen to Malcolm, the Voice of a Nation on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android or Alexa. 
Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. My fellow Americans, you've watched for decades as radical Marxists have systematically taken over some of our nation's most cherished institutions. WellAmericaOutloud.com is fighting back with one of the fastest growing conservative media networks in the world, featuring some of the nation's most influential experts and commentators. Join us, we're in this together, and we consider you part of our family in our crusade to share the news, commentary, and agenda that can lead America back again. It is a fight for the soul of humanity. America Out Loud Talk Radio is the voice of liberty and justice for all. Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. This badge of honor I was telling you about with all of the impeachments and whether or not, you know, the Senate's not going to prosecute him on an impeachment, by the way. It's not happening. It's not, it's just not happening. So why did they waste our time? Because that's what they do well. That's what Washington, D.C. does. They've made it into an art form, absolute art form, people. And you are all... uh, their bosses and are allowing them to get away with it. The American public, uh, uh, you know, they control. I mean, le- legitimately, they have the power or always have had the power or we thought we had the power. Maybe in the last election, we were taught a lesson or two. huh? Probably you all would agree with me there. The, the power seems fleeting right now, doesn't it, for the American people? Uh, it really, truly does. I mean, uh, I don't really know where the power is anymore. It's not here. It seems to be with the establishment. They seem to have taken it all over by hook and by crook uh, and every other way they can. Uh, we're going to have to fight for this one, people, for sure. So it's, it's a weird uh, time we're in here. President Trump knew who these people were. He knew all about the dirty little secrets because, remember, Trump as the businessman had learned to play with Democrats, Republicans, independents and communists. You can't be that successful in business and not learn to do that. There's no way, people, because politics and the business community intersect. And uh, they feed off of each other and there's no way. So you see, Trump's success was based on that. So he knew a lot of their dirty little secrets. He, he's worked both sides of the aisle very effectively, very much so. And, uh, you know, 
at first they started just referencing all of the MAGA community, all of us, you and I, and it was deplorables. It was a nice word that was initially put on as the first, the deplorables, Hillary Clinton, right? Um, yeah, this is like the, this is like the majority of the country. Imagine insulting the people who are your boss, who put you into office or who, who you want to put you into office and you insult them and call them, you know, skags, uh, deplorables, uh, you know, misfits. And that's what they do. It's what she did. She's done that many times over, actually using other adjectives as well. Um, but somehow we've gone from this deplorable thing to Trump's cult. Uh, the, oh, it's a cult. It's a cult. People are in this cult over there. It's the Trump cult. And now you hear we've gone from the Trump cult to that uh, they now want to deprogram. Uh, that's the word running around in all the Democrat circles. And it's not just one or two. It's a whole barrel full of them now. They want to deprogram. And, and every day that goes by, there's another story about how they're going after Trump. The, the banks want to cancel them out. This one's can everybody's canceling them out. They don't want to, you know, that's the hazard. Or if you worked with Trump before, you were part of the administration or you supported him in any way, you're part of the out club and we're coming after you. That's the message. And it's pretty sad. And, you know, I had a uh, call the other day uh, from a uh, radio host which I must leave nameless, as you can imagine. And this person was horrified and going to get out of the business because they do not want to be attacked again in the way that they're going to be attacked. And evidently they had a run in some years ago, like when Obama was in office, um, I, I don't know, in 13, 14 or something, and was uh, uh, um, doxed and attacked and all kinds of things that the left loves to do to the right, you know? And so they got scared really this particular time out. Now that things are going south real quickly with this uh, deprogramming talk and the cult and all of that, uh, this person's lost their courage now and kind of wants out. Uh, doesn't think they're going to stay in the radio business anymore. Loves it, but doesn't want to have any light shining on them. And I'm being very careful not to even say the gender, but the point is that uh, this person is, uh, it just shows you, uh, you know, uh, how far off the range we are now that people are thinking in that terms that they're going to modify their life and modify their behavior and change, uh, you know, what they should or should not be doing based on fear of the left coming after them. Well, it goes along with, uh, you know, the way the left was doing all, you know, going to the restaurants, putting their fist up, uh, threatening people. You know, this is it's intimidation tactics at the highest order, which is what the left is beautiful at. That's they're talented. This is what they do. But I said to this person, I said, I would not back down. You're doing it wrong. You're giving into them. And how can you go along on one level and say, we'll always be here. We'll fight to the end and never give up. And America matters and all of this and this and this and this. And then say, well, at the first sign of trouble, well, I'm out of here. I don't, I can't be part of this anymore because, uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm going to, they might come after me or something. That's what they're hoping for. It's what they're hoping for. And they're hoping we all fall for that, you see. And it's not a good thing. It's, it's a horrible thing, you know. But I'll give you another one. Politico, I seen a story just this morning. Some Trump aides stuck with him till the end. Now they're screwed. Isn't that nice headline? Give you the woman fussy from Politico. 
Uh, that's and, and those are everywhere. Those kinds of headlines wraps up, but that just tells you the garbage they're putting out. Now they're screwed. See, they, they're making Trump into this uh, negative monster that nobody that's see if you can't you can't impeach them out. So you're going to scar them up, bang them up, hit them in the intersection, do what you can damage control, throw all these headlines out there, make, create a cancer cancer. That's it. Trump's a cancer. So that all he gets is a, the, the, the middle and few of the MAGA and everybody else leaves them somehow. Of course, a lot of people are loyal and they won't, which is what they call the cult, by the way, if you fall into that category or whatever. But you see how the game is played? Do you see how twisted it all is? How they want to mark the guy up? Because he's a threat. He knows all their dirty little secrets. He knows now he knows Washington's secrets more than ever. And he's an entire threat to the entire galactical system of politics in Washington. You understand? That's what's happening here. And they are scared shit of Donald Trump. Put it right out there in English for you. Okay. All right. I mean, they're petrified of the man. And whatever shape or form he's coming, he's, he's going to be like the ghost of Amptyville horror. You know? Oh, my God. You know, he didn't die, but he's been, been haunting us every day since. I'm sure he's probably going to haunt Pelosi in her afterlife. And you know she's going to haunt him. The two of them, it is a weird relationship here. America the opera. It is. It's an operatic uh, political theater we're all enjoying here. You know, what kind of control do we have or not have? Uh, don't ask me, right? So we all have to take a moment and ask ourselves, what can we do? How do we save our country? What can we do? Okay. And there's a few things I want to share with you next. I want to talk to you about. I was sent from a listener, a very interesting uh, message, a call to action, they called it. I want to share that with you now. Let's follow along together here. Okay. And, and I don't know if you've seen this, but it was sent from a listener. said, Malcolm, please share this on air. Tell people about it. And it's red, white, and blue patriots uh, only. They say, be American all day, every day. And here's the message. Quietly nudge your fellow patriots and spread the word. Everyone has talents. Whatever those are, use them to join the war to take back our country. Run for every available office or help promote other patriots who will. Investigate your enemies. Send your discoveries to any and all media outlets. I'm not sure what that's going to do. Call your city councils, mayors, house representatives, governors, and statesmen often. Collect research, video, audio. Become a hero whistleblower if you want out of the democratic communist takeover. So they're calling it a democratic communist takeover. It's Marxist. There you go. Develop a patriot network of communication. Supply and support fellow patriots. Get together in large groups often and for any number of reasons to keep each other together and stay posted on developments. Pray, educate your children to be proud of America. Celebrate patriotic holidays. Buy American. Well, we just talked about that, right? Shop to the right. Adopt the America first perspective. Stay focused. Stay proud. Take back your country using God, patriotism, constitution, law and order that the liberals, Democrats, socialists and communists BLM, Antifa, hate. Study the Constitution and amendments, the Federalist Papers and Declaration of Independence. Use them, love them, talk about them, sing about them, live them. Together we are strong and will secure our freedoms. This is our God, our families, our country, our America, and we will fight for it. 
So it's a positive, uplifted message, a call to action. Uh, you can take some sort of pieces of that and, uh, and apply it in your life, I am sure. You know, there are a lot of people right now that are playing victim. Uh, there's a depression out there that is very sad. There are a lot of people, and certainly a lot of Republicans, that don't know what to do right now. It's, uh, it's like they've been dismembered. Uh, people are disconnected. Uh, they, there's a lack of leadership right now. You haven't heard a lot of, you know, uh, new details yet from President Trump. So those people don't know what that's going to be. But again, the party has to be bigger than one man. I remind you that as a caveat is very important. We need leadership, also need future leadership people. I want to plant that seed with you as well. We need future leadership people who are a little younger, uh, who can uh, pave the way forward for this party, uh, whatever it's going to be for the conservative uh, movement in our nation to be very clear, you see. Um, you know, there's, uh, we've got to take the bull by the horn, as they say, and we've got to start to uh, take action. If we agreed that the election was fraudulent, then we need to prove it, people. We, we should never accept a stolen election. So just because the 20th happened and in, in the inauguration happened, and I've talked to you before on air about this, Proven the Peter Navarro report and all those states and the state legislatures should not stop, should not stop. It should be revved up, which is what Rand Paul actually talked about uh, with uh, Stephanopoulos. One of the points I want to make to you, um, he talked about exactly finding the truth, investigating, and, and that should never stop. The 20th didn't, it, that doesn't stop the truth from coming out to see the light of day. And, and let me say this, and here's a point of, well, it could be optimism, could be caution, could be a lot of things for different people. But when that truth comes out, and that truth needs to come out whenever that is. But when that truth comes out, and if the truth says, if that truth says it's a fair election, then that's what it should be. Then that Biden cabal should stay in office. I mean, it's not going to be just Joe Biden, but the cabal, because it's he's got a whole bunch of people in that smoky filled room uh, drinking you know, the drinks and making the executive orders happen and the new uh, direction of a Marxist America that's taking place here, you see. But if that's what the American people want, then I guess they got it. You see, what can I say? Not doesn't fill my bag of tricks here for being a conservative patriot, but you, you know what I'm saying? You, you know, this is what a representative republic is all about. The guy, what do they say there? The guy with the most toys wins. That's kind of what voting is or supposed to be. But if that one fair square, that's it. If, if he didn't, then the levers of power in Washington need the, that giant sucking sound need to flip and return and Biden needs to come out of office immediately. That, that Absolutely historical, but would need to happen. But at that point there, you'd have to create the mandate, a new date, and you'd have to see the levers of power come back. People, it could happen. No, no, I'm not telling you this is a fairy tale. I'm not telling you to get any hopes up. I'm not telling you. I'm just telling you the truth should always prevail. That's all I'm saying. Nothing is in concrete here. There's no concrete with this inauguration or anything. The truth should always prevail. The God's honest truth should, you have to agree with me, has to prevail. Time does not stop the truth from coming out. Let me be clear. It needs to come out. You see, many Americans were waiting for that truth. They were waiting for that aha moment, the shooter drop from, from President Trump and from Rudy Giuliano, you know, Giuliani even more so because he promised it uh, many times over. Said we were going to be shocked to see it all in, in the light of day, and he was going to bring it all out. That was promise, you know. Now, uh, 
we need to begin to think about what this future is going to look like. We've got a lot of changes happening. We've got the, uh, um, you know, the onslaught now of media and social media censoring that is totally out in the light of day. You don't need to guess anymore. You don't need to, I mean, it's right out there, people. You can see all the harm it's doing. Uh, they just suspended Mike Lindell in the last uh, many hours here. And so there's another one uh, gone off of Twitter, I meant to say there as well. Uh, and they're just, they have no passion. They're just out censoring everything. And it's, it's, there's no secret anymore to it, people. I mean, come on, it's, uh, we're, we're talking almost like, like it doesn't matter because it's just that. And see, that's what happens with the frog in the water. It's the boiling. It's just, you, it's just, they take more of your liberties away. They take more, they take more, they take more. They give you less, they give you less, they give you less. They slow, it's a slow creep is what it is. And then the creep one day and you wake up and now conservatives don't have a voice anywhere. They're not on any media. They're not represented by media. And they are so out in the cold, I mean, totally bare ass in the cold. And that's where we're headed. Unless we start doing some sort of call to action or we start embracing like our group, America Out Loud, and trying to make liberty fashionable again and bring it back. So... That's where we're at, people. That is where we're at in our country. It is a, a political opera at, at its highest order. Um, and we are the participants in the theater stands. And we now have to figure out if we're going to cry, applaud, stand, shout, sit down. Stand. What are we going to do exactly? How are we going to deal with this political opera, right? That's got to decide. Let's make a decision together, I guess. Right? That's, we're supposed to live in the same country and this beautiful nation of America. Wow, boy, have we fallen so far from the apple tree, people. <laughs> Can't even see it anymore, can we? And now the onslaught of executive orders, the historical transitioning, and the powers and the giant second sound coming from Washington, D.C., and here we are. My friends, it is time for action. It is time for us to stand up. It is time to get involved and get loud. <laughs>